Hey gang, I'm JP and welcome back to Star Trek Picard live show Spelosion. I'm surprised I said that correctly because we usually do a different show these Thursday nights. Tonight we're going to have a great time talking about episode 2 of this new Picard series, Maps and Legends. I don't really understand what the maps part is about, but I understand what the legends part is about because Captain Picard is a damn legend, son! There's so much happened in this episode. There's lots to dissect, lots to talk about, lots of opinions out there. I still say I love this damn theme song. Has it grown on you yet? Uh, absolutely adoring the tune. It's in my head. I actually really like the outro credits song as well. But we did hear tonight, uh, well, yeah, this morning during the episode, the traditional Next Generation theme did play when Picard made his way to Starfleet and went through those weird transporter thingy-majigs. But before we get into all of that, let's see who is here tonight. And also, welcome brand new Egotastic member Luke Moore, welcome to the Ego Army. You are now an Ego Trooper. And I see Kalon Primary is here. Special status, special badges there. Luke has his new badge and his new highlighted name, Geolaw. Uh, the show still hasn't grabbed Geolaw yet, and we never know if it will. We just have to keep trying until you don't want to try anymore. If it grabs you, it grabs you. If it doesn't, it doesn't. What are you going to do? There's lots of entertainment out there. But I'm glad you made it anyway. Geloja Geolaw. And, uh, yeah, I know we're talking about Picard, but this is also Orville time. All the time. Jaloja! Jaloja, indeed, Geolaw. <laughs> uh, Luke Moore, Ego Trooper. Whoop, 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 whoop. Jasper, how's it going? Let's see who's here right now, you guys. Uh, let's go to participants. Uh, Adam of Grayskull, Archmage Frey, David Larkin, Felix Reinhardt, Geolaw, Jeff Stark, Jesper117, Kalon Primary, Luke Moore, Matthew H., Rob Crawford, Samuel Mum, Shifty, Stephen Klein, The Great Dilberto. People are filing in, as I see. So I'm sorry if I missed your name, but we'll get to you in the chat. <laughs> uh, let me head on back there. So glad to see you guys. Um, I got up this morning about 5 in the morning. Last week, I stayed up till like 2 in the morning to watch uh, Star Trek Picard's premiere. Uh, this time, I'm like, mm, I'm going to sleep in a little bit. So I watched uh, the new episode. I actually had a little bit of a tough time. The stupid, my, my Fire TV was like not letting me press play on the Picard video. So I actually had to go through my phone, find the video on Amazon, play it, and then send it tell my TV from there to play it. and then we did and everything was okay I watched it twice in a row and I did something I never do just because there was so much information being given out in this episode both episodes really I actually was pausing and rewinding because I wanted to catch every single thing that I could because I wanted to make sure I understood everything that was being said and I understood 99% of it there was a couple things where I'm like hmm I don't know that one's still kind of weird to me there was a couple of uh a lot of ups in this episode for me, uh, a few downs in this episode as well. So far, it's evening out nice and well because the good is way up here and the down, the, the bottom is, is something I don't even need to, to worry about at this point. But we'll have to wait until episode three to figure that out. But I want to know what you guys think about Picard so far. And I also want to do a, give a thanks to Matthew Nichols who just contributed to the Egotastic Funtime PayPal, which is right down there if you guys want to help Egotastic Funtime out. 
aka me <laughs> keep the channel uh rolling uh, as we head into the new month <laughs> uh uh Kalon primary ah the most idiotic starfleet officer ever which one which one the the guy at the desk <laughs> that was like uh what's your name and picard's like oh uh picard p-i-c-a-r-d <laughs> uh thanks a lot bud he didn't even say that he just took his little visitor's badge and walked off uh i got so much right so much right so far from all my predictions over the last few months um i knew those since uh, ever since ever since the the mars children of mars short trick ever since that one i said hey do you guys think that the romulans might have reprogrammed those synths some way somehow to attack mars uh they have not uh said for sure that that's what had happened but it's pretty obvious that the, I can't remember what they're called, the Shunvashes, you know, the the, the super secret <laughs> uh, Romulan organization that uses the Tal Shiar as a mask. Uh, I'm pretty sure they reprogrammed the sense to do that. I predicted that it was probably the Romulans because they didn't want Starfleet coming in and helping them. Some Romulans wanted the help, but most of them, you know how Romulans are, you guys. They're dicks, okay? So they didn't want Starfleet coming in and using this as an opportunity to overthrow their empire, which uh, was also very much confirmed in the Countdown comic, number three, which came out yesterday. And I'm, I'm guessing they prolonged the release of the Countdown comic because they didn't want it to ruin the surprise of the synth situation, which it didn't really ruin it. It just made it very easy to predict that that the Romulans were the ones that got the sense to to uh, explode Mars. And in this episode, we do see that the synths aren't... There's no civil rights issue. I, I thought there was going to be like a civil rights thing going on in this series. There's not. It's way cooler than that. It's This This series is not about synths gaining their independence or whatever. Um, it's about empathy, the, the writers are trying to show empathy for all these characters, what they're going through, the good guys and the bad guys. And that's pretty cool because we could all use a little bit more empathy. I can use a lot more sympathy, but empathy is pretty good too. What's going on, Dustin Perkins? Uh, Geolaw's trying. Don't try. Don't try. Don't try so hard, Geolaw. It either grabs you or it doesn't. And that goes for any movie, any television show, any incarnation of a television show. If you have to try, then you, <laughs> it's never going to happen. Just watch it and see what you think. Have conversations about it. That's what we do here. Matthew H., it's a good show, yes, but it's not Star Trek. It's missing the style that Star Trek has made for itself. I'm not saying I don't like the show. I'm just saying it's not Star Trek style. It's definitely not the original format at all. This is serialized, but also it's not, you know, a bunch of people talking in a, in a hallway. This is very much more like... I don't know. I, I, in my last in my last review, I said there's certain parts that remind me of a really cool BBC show. Other parts that were you know a different type of sci-fi. For me, when I watch it, I feel Star Trek. It's not the same format, but uh, but I feel like it's Star Trek, uh, even though it is very different. What's up, Rob? How you doing? Kalon says hi as well. Luke says, 
It's available from 11 p.m. here in the U.K., so get on it. Okay, also, I just found out a little bit ago that uh, for those of you who don't want to throw down the money for CBS, which I totally get, um, I'm loving the Picard series. I still don't want to throw down the money for CBS. I'm doing it because I want the quickest access uh, and most availability of the series that I can get. Um, it helps <laughs> for the fact that we're talking about it. Uh, for those of you have not been able to see the series yet cbs just like they did with discovery the discovery uh it, the first episode is available for free on youtube right now just go to cbs's youtube page make sure you don't subscribe <laughs> you don't have to subscribe to be able to watch and then go ahead and watch that uh first episode if you haven't checked it out yet and then from there you can decide if you want to continue on yeah, and I think a lot of the, the good stuff going on, JP means energy credits. That's right. I do. It has, I'm sure those uh, Romulans use some sort of credits, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you don't, if you don't want to, uh, you know, apply for the subscription, sell your soul to CBS, you can check out the first episode for free and then decide if it's something you, uh, a journey you want to continue on. Uh, JP, the current Starfleet Admiral, going through menopause, or has she had a bad day? Um, I think she's just a dick. What's up, pesky uh, Krogan? Um, one thing I noticed about this series that people used to complain about with Discovery, and they're doing the exact opposite with this show, because of Discovery, it was the men that were dicks, and the women were trying to move along and get stuff done. This time... So far, most of the, the jerks that we've run into have all been women. Um, of course, the that Commodore, that Romulan lady, jerk. Still don't know if she's pretending to be a Vulcan or not. Why would they have a Romulan as a Commodore? We can't trust those, those Romulans, you guys. Maybe I don't know what a Commodore is. Uh, I know Commodore 64. Uh, she's a jerk. That Starfleet lady is a total jerk, and she's pissed off at Jean-Luc. Apparently, a lot of people that are still in Starfleet are pissed off at Jean-Luc for leaving uh, 14 years prior. In the year 2385 is when he left, which was about three or four years before the supernova even hit. So what happened was is we is Starfleet found out about uh, the supernova. Romulus didn't want them to know about it, but they admitted it, and they accepted the help. Um, it took about five years. Picard was... Uh, they were trying to get the, the Armada going, built up, and all that stuff. They had no idea when it was going to explode and destroy the planet and the system. So they were doing that for about five years. The bad Romulans that overpowered or uh, reprogrammed the sense to attack uh, Utopia Planitia, where the Armada was being built, uh, and also th who just happened to really hate synths. They want all synths uh, in the galaxy destroyed because their Romulans don't like synthetic beings you guys uh that happened in 2385 and then uh, uh picard protested and left starfleet because of uh, the federation pulling out of the the rescue because first off 92,000 people died on mars because of them trying to want uh agreeing to help the romulans 14 different worlds wanted to pull out were threatening for a long time to pull out of the federation because they didn't want to help the romulans and then uh, that attack happened. And they're like, you know, we got to do what's best for the Federation and all these people that we represent. We're going to pull out. We're going to basically 
not continue on with the rescue armada because we're afraid of how tough all the tough things we might have to, to deal with. And then apparently this whole time, Romulan's spies were embedding themselves into Starfleet, into different stations, things like that, to really help make sure, to help move along this Commodore, for instance, help move along um, Starfleet not helping out, making sure Starfleet isn't doing so well. So a lot of the things that uh, the Federation and the Starfleet um, are doing, which they're not really doing anything bad, really, uh, but what they are doing is uh, just not getting into the game. The Romulans have been making sure that they're 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 being held back by being sneaky, stupid damn Romulans. But then Picard left. No, Picard left in 2385, and then about four years, four or five years later, the uh, star went supernova, and Romulan was destroyed. Or was it even later than that? No, no, it was about that time because Picard left Starfleet 14 years ago and the, the star um, went kaboom 10 years ago. Hey, James Owen, thank you very much. Please input command codes. Command code is awesome. <laughs> thank you for your reviews. Thanks, James. I appreciate that. Hey, Stephen Klein. And if you guys want a, a, an Orville sound drop instead, you just let me know. <laughs> uh, wouldn't Section 31 had infiltrated these groups? Hold on a second. To boldly go where no one has gone before. Maybe they're sneakier than Section 31, or maybe Section 31 has done so, or maybe Section 31 is off doing something else, or we don't know what's up with Section 31, and I hope we never find out in this series. I don't like Section 31 at all. And apparently the Tal Shiar are really, I can't remember what the name of that other thing, the, the, the more ancient bad guys that are actually the real Tal Shiar. Even the Tal Shiar think they're a myth. The other, the phantom Shiar, I'm going to call them. Even the most Tal Shiars don't even know that they're real, but apparently they are. But yeah, Section 31, keep them the hell out. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want Section 31 to show up <laughs> at all. Maybe Hugh, who we're going to be running into Hugh next week. Maybe Hugh's part of Section 31. Not the biggest crowd here tonight. No, no, no. This is the this is the love fest. People know that I'm I'm a fan, <laughs> so there's not going to be much drama here, unfortunately. <laughs> Orville. I would be happy to attempt sexual relations with you, Lieutenant. And it's the Hobus Supernova. You damn fools. Good old Supernova. Hobus Supernova, new band name, I call it, Kalon Primary. You want to make it so? Oh, this soundboard I have doesn't even have make it so on it. It's ridiculous. So unfortunately, I don't have a make it so. <laughs> and now a personal request, sir. Have Permission look. to clean up the bridge. The Tal Shiar is a shell. Yeah, basically, they're, they're a shell. They're basically the Section 31... Of the Romulan Empire, but then there's even a sneakier side to them that even most Tal Shiar don't even know about. They're a myth. Uh, no, make it so. We have to question JP now. No, I would have had a make it so on there. I would have had an engage. I would have had a make it so. Uh, but I just found this soundboard really quickly before we started. I was like, oh, we need a soundboard. Let me just see what I can find real quick. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm I'm confused. Well, Stephen Klein, J- Stephen says I'm confused. Was the Commodore a Vulcan or a Romulan? Well, the Commodore is 100%. I know this for a fact. Romulan. I do not know if she is a Romulan pretending to be a Vulcan because to me it seems weird to have a Starfleet officer that high up that actually is a Romulan. Uh, that doesn't jive with me. I don't. They're going to need to explain that, but she could be easily pretending to be a Vulcan. Because she doesn't have that that forehead protrusion that almost all Romulans have. There's so far there's three Romulans in this series that does not have the little forehead protrusion, the weird forehead that most Romulans have. I look through all of the other Romulans have it. There's actually some really cool looking Romulans in this episode, but there are the three. There are the Commodore. There is uh, Neric. This is not Neric, is it Neric? And then there is Laris, uh, Picard's buddy over on the on the vineyard, who is ex-Tall Shiar, who really shined in this episode. I thought she was hilarious. Uh, Laris and Javon. I love the, the scene where she's going off and Picard's saying, You're a damn fool. You can't go up there. <laughs> uh, she's really just really worried about him. And then, uh, uh, you're crazy. And then Javon's like, I agree with her. You should take us with you. And she's like, oh, you're a damn fool, too. You Both of you idiots can go up in space without me. So that was pretty hilarious. Uh, uh, <laughs> shut up, Wesley. You got that, of course. Shut up, Wesley. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not liking that it's hard to tell with some of the characters if they were Vulcan or Romulan. Uh, Romulans are on multiple planets in the Federation. Tal Shiar, I'm sure, have big plans for the Feds. Well, yeah, they want to bring them down. Um, I'm thinking, though, that they don't want... I predicted that they wanted these synth, organic synths in order to, you know, I don't know, have them sneak into the Federation to help take them down, something like that. Now I'm thinking they just want them destroyed. They want them destroyed. And what uh, the Romulans hate synthetics, and the Tal Shiar especially really hate synthetics. So uh, they're just wanting to destroy these organic since but before they do that they want to interrogate them they wanted to interrogate dodge uh to find out where the other organic synths are uh but they accidentally killed her instead so they actually uh they got in trouble the commodore lady was pretty pissed off she said uh you were supposed to interrogate her first and before you uh killed her um so now we got to try it with the second one which is soji over on the board cube Hey, Jason Espinosa, LaForge lives. <laughs> Absolutely, LaForge lives. Let's give you a... Life forms. You tiny little life forms. <laughs> LaForge does live. I didn't know. Last week I was asking, well, LaForge was in charge of creating the, the Armada to help uh, save Romulans. He was at Utopia Planitia. That was his job right then and there. But apparently he he was either there and survived or he wasn't there when the synth attack happened because he is absolutely alive. Uh, Jabon was when he was talking with Picard and Picard says, I need to put, you know, you got to put a team together. And Jabon says, uh, LaForge, Worf, Riker, why don't you get them? And Picard's like, no, uh, they'll do it just out of a sense of duty and they'll get themselves killed. And I would, I would feel bad. <laughs> so I'll get, I'll get Raffi music or she hates me. We'll get her to help out. And a bunch of randos. 
So, uh, yeah, we now know that LaForge lives. We know that Worf's forehead, his face is normal. The Klingons are normal, but we do need uh, an explanation uh, from CBS uh, why the Klingons are normal. It's kind of ridiculous. Well, it's great. It's great. This should always have been the case, but they really need to say why the Romulan or the Klingons are normal and don't come up with a stupid answer like there's different types of Klingons. Just say we messed up. Just say we messed up. Or there was something that happened in, in the in time. <laughs> the timeline got changed back to the way it was supposed to be. Prediction, it's lore that made the synths attack. What? Splendid, Captain. You're a veritable fountain of good ideas. Uh, possibly. I do know that the last time we saw Lore, Lore was deactivated. Uh, Data deactivated Lore, and then they disassembled him. I'm trying to remember what year. I think that might have also been 2369. I want to say. Or around that time. But Lore was supposed to be deactivated. Doesn't mean somebody didn't put him back together. That's for damn sure. Steven Klein! You get the tricorder sound, Stephen. I predict that Q is orchestrating all the events. I don't know if Q is orchestrating the events, but I, Q has something to do with this. Q is the most important character, I think, uh, in TNG. This was all, the, all seven seasons were a test uh, to prove to the Q continuum that humanity was worth it. That was the entire show, really. And uh, it would be ridiculous if he doesn't show up. And I don't mean showing up like in a flashback. Uh, I'm talking about actually showing up and say, hey, what's up? This is what I know has been going on. I've been watching you, Picard. Uh, El Capitan, that sort of thing. Speaking of flashbacks, we, we did get to find out exactly what happened on Mars. Uh, all these trailers that we've been seeing for months and months and months, we, we see that quick flash of, you know, that room full of synths. Now we know, I, I, you know, we were all predicting, oh, maybe that's on the board cube. They're, they're storing some synthetics, something like that. No, it was just a flashback scene. Those were the worker bees over at the Mars, uh, over on Mars at the Mars station. Q might end up curing Picard, so he is, ooh. Oh, I didn't think of that, Jesper. Picard, uh, just like I said he did, like, what, six months ago? I put out a whole video stating that I think Picard has aromatic syndrome and he's seeing, he's seeing visions and stuff like that and it's just part of his illness that he was supposed, more than likely supposed to get at this time of his, at this late stage of his life. Turns out, yes, he does have aromatic syndrome. His doctor, uh, who used to be his chief medical officer on the Stargazer, shows up with the results of a test uh, that he came to in person, said everything did great, but you do... You know, you got that little syndrome thing in your brain, bud. And Picard's like, oh, they told me this might happen. Well, it did. I predicted it. It's true. I didn't even think about Q actually curing him. Q could totally cure him. But also, it kind of adds a great element, a great dramatic little thing for us viewers. If Picard in all three seasons is dealing with this, and then by the very end, it just gets worse and worse every season, and he's fighting through it. That'd be That would be... You know, and then maybe in the season finale of, of the series finale, Q cures him because I don't want him to die. <laughs> I don't want him to die. I don't want him to go crazy and die. I want him to get fixed. Hey, JP, Kevin Scott from Rocket City here. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? How's Rocket City doing? 
Takuvma sound looks like Worf without hair. Takuvma. I don't know what Takuvma is. Yeah, data was exploded. Data exploded so hard, you guys. Yeah, the flashback scene was really good. It's very unexpected. Um, it was really the the synths were really creepy. They kind of look like data. They're you know many models after B four. What were they F eight or something like that? Uh, but they're not even close to what B four or data was. B four wasn't even close to what data was, and these things weren't close to what uh, B four was. They were basically just gold, creepy gold colored Alexas walking around. They can rip through titanium, uh, but they had no personality. They had no sentience at all no opinions they were just there uh i did like the fact that the one person uh with f8 says hey f8 did you get into a lot of trouble last night and he's like hell yeah because they trained him to respond with hell yeah so right then and there i'm like okay this this thing is mindless oh but imagine q you guys <laughs> JP, do you think that Bruce Maddox will turn out to be a synth? Somebody brought that up. Absolutely, I think that's a possibility that, you know, Bruce Maddox made a copy of himself. Why wouldn't he test everything out on himself before, you know, make make a version of himself before he makes a version of anything else? You know, he he's basically the first test subject, I guess. Um, also, it's great to have, I guess, two of him. Uh, yeah, I think it's absolutely possible. I think Bruce Maddox is definitely going to show up. Uh, but whether or not he's uh, a synth or not, I guess we're going to have to wait and find out. But yeah, that would be a nice little twist where we actually find him. He's totally Bruce Maddox and we find out he's a synth. And the real Bruce Maddox is chained up on a wall in a wall somewhere on the Borg Cube. What's up, uh, Zafad703? Hey, JP and everyone in the Ego Army. Hope everyone's having a great night day. We are having a great night day. We're talking about Star Trek. <laughs> Maddox will have orange hair just watch <laughs> oh man hydrogen peroxide hair maybe I haven't looked up to see if the guy that played Bruce Maddox still acts or does anything or is even living I probably should do that <laughs> you should do this from your car so we'll know you have pants on oh I don't have to wear pants in my car ooh Mike, very good right there, Mike. Uh, Mike says, uh, Mike Maddox offers some synth-based cure to Picard. Absolutely. We knew we know that Seven of Nine pretty much can cure anything with their little nanobots. So, um, you know, uh, there might be some sort of... Maybe Maddox has something that doesn't cure Picard, but, you know, stops or really slows down the degenerative syndrome that he has. Q, all-time favorite, hands down. Yeah, Q's the best. Q's the most different thing, uh, the most different character of, of any character in Star Trek. Synthahol. I wonder if they have Romulan Synthahol. JD, what's going on? JP, hey man, what are your thoughts on the theory that uh, Disco AI control is a reason why Romulans banned artificial life forms and is the possible big secret Tall Shiar spoke of? 
Oh, that's a good one. That's new to me, putting two and two together. I don't think much about Discovery, so <laughs> so thank you for bringing that to my attention. I don't go back in my brain to think about Discovery that much. Uh, yeah, because they talked about this big secret, uh, and I'm like, well, so maybe the big secret is that the, the super tall Shiars, can't remember their names, Maybe they actually know the information about that crap that went down uh, with the Discovery 100 or so, a couple hundred years ago at this point. No, 100 and a half years ago. <laughs> and um, so maybe they know about it, and that's why they absolutely hate, despise synths. That is absolutely the best. I didn't even put that together. That's the best theory I've heard so far of why these guys hate synthetics so much or AI so much. Because they know about that thing that happened. That big, stupid AI storyline from Discovery. That totally makes the best sense to me. Because I'm like, them being so completely um, hateful of synthetics that they want to just travel around and just destroy all synthetics. Uh, They don't care about treaties or borders or anything like that. They just go around and kill synthetics. First off, makes me wonder why they never got to data. Secondly, uh, <laughs> why? Why do they hate them so much? That's the best reason I've heard so far. But damn it, I don't want I don't want them to connect uh, Discovery to Picard that tightly. Like, you know, a quick reference or something like that, fine. But an actual big story point, uh, actually, uh, that was also a horrible story point in my opinion. I don't want that going into... Uh, the Picard series, but hey, if they're able to make it work, which I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just assume that they're not gonna be able to make it work, and then make my decisions upon that assumption. Uh, if they can make it work, I'll, I'll totally see what they do with it, and you know, give them props if they're able to do it uh, in a way that appeals to me. The guy is the guy that plays uh, Bruce Maddox. Sixty years old now. Is that what you're saying? Oh, the Romulan group has been hating AI for thousands of years. That's a good point, Geolaw. That is a good point. But that's but also Discovery was doing that time travel crap. So maybe that that a, that giant AI ball, planet sized uh, AI ball from Discovery, the the eye of cabal or whatever the hell that was uh that thing was supposed to be thousands upon thousands of years old so maybe the the super tall shiar got their hatred from that thing from that giant ball of bs (laughs) this live stream has been bought and paid for by greed bs no it hasn't it's been uh it's been bought and paid for by my objectivity because you guys. CBS can suck my balls. Always and forever. But just because I don't like one thing they, they've done doesn't mean that I'm not open up to, to liking another thing that they do. And no matter what I like and hate that they come out with doesn't mean I don't always dislike them. A lot of people that uh, hate JJ's bad robot stuff absolutely loved lost people that uh, the same people that say oh my god 
I loved Endgame. Endgame was the best. The very next day, post about how they hate Disney. Well, it's all the same. So you got to pick, you know, you, you, one brain can like and dislike something from the same camp. Someone on a comment said in the TNG episode, uh, Defector Romulan, he said, I know a room of Romulan cyberneticists who would love to be this close to you. Ooh! Defector? I'm going to write that down because that needs to be brought up. That needs to be brought up. That's, uh, I'm going to write that down right now. Thank you for bringing that up. That's going to have to be pointed out. I'm going to look, I'm going to look for that. And then I'm going to compare it to the, to that scene. And, uh, what? People are going to be pissed. But hey, if they got something wrong like that, it should be, we should say, hey, they got that wrong. Uh, Eagle Test, a fun time. Fully agree with uh, uh, Discovery and Picard being linked. Discovery should be like the, the original series, Ridgeless Klingons. <laughs> Too many Ridges Klingons of them and should never be mentioned ever again. Actually, Enterprise mentioned them again and it was perfect. It was fun and it was perfect. Enterprise uh, answered the question about smooth-headed uh, Klingons in a very fun way. Ah, yes, my Fandom Menace card has been revoked. But what a lot of people don't realize is I never had a card. <laughs> people assumed that because I don't like CBS and I didn't was not a, a fan at all of Discovery that, I, that I'm placed into some other group. There is only one group, Egotastic Fun Time. I'm friends with other groups, but I only belong to one. I don't know. I don't know if YouTube allows links shared in this chat. I'm sure I could share links. I have no idea if you guys can share links. JP, since the Federation are becoming isolationists, do you think that leads to its decline and leads to the events of Season 3 of Discovery? Uh, I've thought of that. I hope it doesn't. Also, I don't think the Federation are becoming isolationists. I think this is just them and Romulans. This isn't, you know, all the other hundred or so worlds that, 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 belongs, that, that are all there. Um, I don't think they're becoming isolationists at all. I think this is just a Romulan situation. Uh, but do you think that leads to its decline and leads to the events of Season 3 of Discovery? I hope it doesn't. That's one of my big worries. In my review today, I didn't really mention Discovery, but I am worried, or was it last week's review, that that it will lead to that. And I don't want that at all. That makes this series pointless. Uh I love the idea that Picard, that the Federation made a choice that kind of goes against the, the promises that they made. It doesn't go against the Federation, really. It just goes against the promise that they made. They went back on a promise, an important promise. And uh, I love the idea of Picard trying to bring it back in, trying to set them right on the, on the right path again for peace and, and, and you know all that's right and all that great stuff. Um, it doesn't work, though, if Picard loses that fight by the end of the series. If he doesn't win the fight, if he doesn't set the Federation back on track, um, which I don't even see them being really off track right now, but I, I do see some, some Romulan spies might be able to push them off the edge uh, to make sure they get uh, to the wrong side. Uh, not by the Federation's fault, but by them being duped by the villains. Uh, I hope it doesn't I hope Picard's able to, to, to bring them back, or else I will be pretty pissed off with the, with the series. 
Oh, I just saw an Orville thing. Where did it go? Damn it. The chat's going so fast. I missed it. <laughs> uh, Defector, James Sloan, uh, excellent actor. Okay. Also played Dr. Mora on DS9. All right. The def Defector guy. I'm going to have to look up that episode. Fun per personnel theory. Sir Patrick has another person involved without credit. I wonder who the other person can be. I'm sure we're going to get some more cameos that, that were not announced. Also, IMDb's ridiculous. You can't trust anything that's on IMDb. Um, of course, Patrick Stewart's in all 10 episodes, but they were saying that uh, Santiago, Santiago Cabrera was in all 10 episodes. We're not going to see him till next week. He's only in eight episodes, if, if that. So you don't know... I'm, I'm kind of getting sick of IMDb, you guys. <laughs> you can maybe believe what something is called and what date it might be coming out and who's involved sometimes but uh little details you can't really get from them uh luke moore says the defector my favorite tng episode the romulan cyberneticist line was from the defector when he was using a false name and unreliable source of info could happily dismiss him deflecting data man i'm gonna have to go straight to this episode tonight uh, some overlap between Pitard, Picard, Pitard, Picard production, Star Trek Pitard. That's what people are going to be calling it. Some overlap between Picard production and the merger. Yeah, I figured they preemptively made some changes to the Picard series to make it more align with the new contract, even before the contract was signed because they knew it was coming. So a lot of the, the rumors of really bad stuff happening in the series, visually and uh, story-wise, uh, I don't think came to fruition because they actually were able. They knew that the that the merger was coming, so they made the changes because they knew that it, that they'd be allowed to legally. <laughs> Girl, I want to be your boyfriend," said the jelly. I'd like to see a visit from Temporal Agent Daniels. A nice Enterprise tie-in. I just watched the first Daniels episode last night. You guys. Picard will save the Federation. I hope so, and they'll take his Captain Picard Day banner out of storage and. Make it a galactic holiday. They should, Archmage. <laughs> they should. But yeah, I'm going to be pretty pissed if Picard doesn't win the day at the end. We're not going to go through all of this and lose. You can't go through, because, you know, the way CBS does these current, these two Star Trek series, is that they're series. They're serialized. So it's one mission going, you know, across an entire season, as opposed to one new mission every week, which I prefer. Now, of course, 10 episodes... Uh, one thing I really do like so far about the series is that it's a mystery, a good mystery. Not like that stupid season two Red Angel mystery. This is like a Dixon Hill style mystery. There's like something going on and Picard's going to get to the bottom of it. But we're in the, the, the early stages right now. He's just getting he's getting his, his detective office set up and he's going to get out there and start, you know, busting asses and, and get information. Just the facts, ma'am. Uh, in, in the starting in the next episode, I believe. Yeah, I'm really liking the music for Picard so far. That, for, to me, that theme song is just nice and gentle and hopeful and respectful, and I'm really digging it so far. Uh, it, JP, if Seth MacFarlane was able to buy Star Trek, I hope he is. Do you think that Orville could be a Star Trek um, alternative universe? I bet you he wouldn't mix them. I bet you he wouldn't mix them just out of respect for both franchises. Uh, he, he wants he, he of course he'll want Star, Star Trek does stand on its own but of course he'll want the Orville to continue to stand on its own 
But I'm sure we'll be able to get some references in the Orville about Star Trek because um, I've already proven last year that Star Trek does exist in the Orville universe as a TV show, Star Trek. Just like Star Wars exists in the Orville universe as, as the movies and Doctor Who exists uh, and Barry Manilow exists. Star Trek exists. Seinfeld exists. Star Trek exists in the Seinfeld universe there, and Seinfeld exists in the Orville universe. Therefore, Star Trek exists in the Orville universe was the, was the ending argument. But yeah, I don't think he'll mix them. But I do think you'll get some Star Trek references in the Orville. But also, if he gets, if he's able to buy Star Trek from CBS, it's going to be a few years from now. I don't think CBS is going to sell anytime soon because they got their confidence back. Because it, from what I can tell, Picard is bringing in people are excited for Picard. Uh, more people than not, uh, compared to what Discovery's reception was, uh, Picard is bringing in subscribers. For the duration of the Picard series, which is 10 episodes, which um, I'm pretty sure, if, if, if just like they did with Discovery, we're going to get five episodes, probably a few weeks to a month off, and then the final five episodes uh, so they could stretch out subscriptions. Uh, I don't know if any of their other Star Trek series are going to be able to do that. Picard is special. We got Patrick Stewart in there, we got a bunch of cameos. Uh, so far, it's got a pretty interesting story. It's more hopeful. Um, but it's just one show. You need a lot more than one 10-episode-per-season show to, to, to save CBS All Access with all the money that they're just throwing down. They should have spent their money on getting licensing agreements with, all the, with other shows so they could have all this content on their streaming service, movies and stuff like that. One Star Trek show that people more than not like uh isn't going to do it if the all the other star trek series suck kevin scott hey jp i hope card reveals that discovery is an alternate timeline yes i hope so too how could that happen well it's the simplest thing first off computer status report <laughs> computer kevin scott uh status report status report it's the easiest thing uh to to make discovery be an alternate timeline it's so Absolutely simple, which is why it's been so frustrating that CBS hasn't done that. All they have to do is put out a tweet that says Discovery is a different universe, a different timeline. That's all they have to do. Uh, it's simple. No one's assuming that uh, Lower Decks, which is an animated series, takes place in the same universe as any Star Trek series. It's a cartoon. So uh, why, why is that limited to you know, another live action series. Just say this other live action series that's just totally different than anything you've seen before in that part of the timeline and no one's in the future is allowed to even talk about it. Just say it's just say it's it's a different timeline and people will be like, Okay, cool. I don't like the show, but that's that helps a little bit. That's all they gotta do. So many people uh didn't like two thousand nine uh, the JJ tracks, but who cares? Uh, they're their own universe. Do whatever you want in that universe. Just keep it out of, you know, the universe from the all the uh, other one, two, three, four, five Star Trek series. I'm even cool if if this Picard series takes place in another uh, in another universe. Every Star Trek series after '90s Trek, or even. Well, not even 90s Trek. After uh, Enterprise, 
have it all take place in different universes and you, and you can make little changes here and there and that way it doesn't hurt uh, no one could ever complain that it hurts any of those other series or contradicts any of those other series I'm even fine with you know with defectors with with that Romulan talking about cyberneticists cool the Romulans in that in the real timeline had cyberneticists the one in this timeline did not because you know maybe that eye of butthole thing <laughs> that AI thing maybe I don't know whatever reason they want to come up with but there's nothing wrong with having different multiverses because then it's going to be like it's not going to hurt anything that we've, that we've loved from our past. Rob Crawford says Scott Giles. Herb Blutman said Scott Giles. Larry Peterson says Scott Giles. <laughs> Nick Danger says Scott Giles. Uh, Dax says JP is like Oprah Winfrey, a universe for everyone. You get a universe and you get a universe. Um, I don't care if the new Picard series takes place in another universe as long as it's not the same universe as Discovery. And this is from somebody who very much dislikes the first two seasons of Discovery, but I'm actually still looking forward to season three because at this point it's kind of like, let's see how they get out. Let's see how CBS (laughs) takes themselves out of this hole. Uh, And also, you know, just like I did with season two of Discovery when I started reviewing it, I said all the sins from season one, I'm not going to carry it over into my opinion of season two. I'm going to let season two speak for itself. Uh, And it spoke to it for itself. Now I'm going to do the same thing with season three. I'm going to let it speak for itself. I'm going to do the same thing with every single Star Trek show uh, that CBS comes out with. And every season of that show, I'm going to let that season and that series speak for itself. And hopefully, so far... The Picard series has is, is got me on board right now. Hopefully they don't lose me. And then, you know, I'll give the same objectivity to whatever other shows or movies uh, of any series or any franchise out there. <laughs> GLO's got faith of the heart. I've got faith of the Picard. Going where that artificial heart will take me. <laughs> We watched it for Tilly, JP, just be honest. Yeah, season one, here's the thing. Season one is even worse than season two, but season one Tilly is better than season two Tilly. Season one Tilly was was pretty decent. It was pretty okay, especially when they got to the Mary universe. That was a lot of fun. But they upped Tilly's awkwardness uh, because people were, very few things people were positively responding to was Tilly. Uh, so they took all the aspects of Tilly and they just turned it all the way up for season two. And then she kind of pushed other, she pushed people away again. Hey, David Ford, thank you so much for subscribing. David Ford. Hey, hey, that's a subscribe. Uh, so David Ford, I'm going to give you, because overall this is mainly an Orville channel, you're going to get an Orville drop. My God, who makes these things? Okay, this is a hostile work environment. It is. David Ford makes these things. Uh, might as well check out season three of STD. We're in too deep to get out. Yeah, that's the thing too. But also, I am I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking to see what they do with this new storyline that that they they got coming up. I think it's a better storyline. I think the storyline for season three should have been the storyline for season one. Sure, they came from uh, the Cage era uh, timeline. Okay, but hey, that's okay because in within the first two minutes of the first season they're throwing a thousand years into the future uh that would have been a great way to start off season three people would have received uh 
received it a lot better, I think. And then, you know, whatever good or bad things happen on the show, good writing, bad writing, uh, good scenes, dumb scenes, would have all spoken for itself. Like I said, Star Trek uh, Picard or Petard is going to be set up for Discovery. I hope it's not, Kalon. I hope it's not. Uh, there's rumors of that. There's people that uh, have, you know, say things. I don't trust anything until I see it with my own eyes because people guaranteed that I would hate Picard. I liked Picard. Then they said, okay, it, was, it wasn't that bad, but I guarantee you're going to hate it by episode three. I'm like, well, my brain never works that way. I always wait until I see something. Uh, now, as far as like news that comes out, or even rumors comes out, I like talking about rumors. I like responding to rumors, saying, okay, if this rumor is true, this is how I feel about it. If it's not true, this is also how I feel about it. Um, I like to hit both sides up. But yeah, I hope it's not a setup for Discovery. Oh, unless they figure out some way to ride it well and Picard gets to win at the end. Picard has to win or the whole series is for nothing. They have to explain how the Federation fall, fell apart. And I'm okay with the Federation falling apart um, over the course of a thousand years as long as it happens in another universe. <laughs> I, I always like the idea of the Federation falling apart and then maybe getting and then getting rebuilt because then you have a story uh, because I know how fragile a wonderful beautiful idea like the Federation is uh, the, the Federation isn't special because it's easy the Federation is special because it's hard real hard and uh, so I, the fact that it can fall apart is what makes it special so having that happen and then being fixed and rebuilt and people finding their finding their uh their strength again and their hope once again i love that idea but hopefully the federation falling apart happens hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of years well after uh picard's era hopefully he saves the federation uh by the end and then sure something happens 100 years later that bring you know brings it down again fine let that happen but not in Picard's time damn it my picture is wonky let me see yeah the internet's not doing so well I mean it looks good on my end I'm, I'm looking at the stream as well but I'm sure it might go out every once in a while they did I love red letter media uh, Bryce, they ripped Star Trek Picard apart. I watched the first ten minutes because I love Mike uh, and Rich and Jay, and you know sometimes I completely agree with them. Sometimes they open my eyes to things. Other times I don't agree with them, but I still love their opinions because I think they're hilarious and they are, uh, you know, they're they're cleverly critical of things and they're coming from their uh experience point of view but anyway i love i love them i've loved them for years but i stopped watching because they kept complaining about stuff that i personally knew was not true about the series plot lines uh stuff that was going on i, I was like well i know for a fact that's not true because i've done my research but they were complaining about it but that's not their fault that's not their fault uh the, this uh, any television series shouldn't require you the viewer going off onto another medium to do research or read a comic book or go online to, to get caught up with what's going on in order to know what's going on. People were complaining about uh, Laris and Siobhan, uh, Siobhan uh, Picard's 
uh, Romulan helpers at the at the vineyard, um, saying that they're servants or whatever. No, they're just friends that are also co-workers. Uh, Picard met their their ex Tal Shiar. They helped out. They actually betrayed the Romulan Empire uh, uh, back in the mid twenty three eighties. They helped Picard. Javan actually was going to um, turn against Picard and steal the USS Verity. That was the whole plan the entire time. He was trying to earn his trust, but then he changed his mind when he saw how Picard actually uh, cares about the lives of Romulans more so than the actual Tal Shiars. So he actually, uh, him and Laris, Laris already flipped, but uh, they went against the Romulan Empire and helped Picard out in this big thing. But because they became basically outcasts in the Romulan society, Picard says, hey, I know a place you can go. So they're, they're, they're friends. They're not servants or anything like that. Uh, but, but I knew that because I went and did the research. But you shouldn't have to do the research to know these things. They should have just had a couple lines at the beginning so we know. But also, <laughs> people are wanting the answers to every single question in the first 43 minutes of a, of a brand new series. I'm like, well, you know, if you've ever watched TV before, you know that, that, that every TV series answers questions along the way. And then you finally get caught up. I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on with Lost in those first couple episodes, but I didn't get pissed off that I didn't know. Uh, though there were some questions they should have answered that Lost never did answer, and then I did get pissed off about that. USS JP, <laughs> the USS Mercer, absolutely. Uh, that's my hope for Picard, says Herb, that he restores the Federation to its core beliefs and keeps peace of mind for himself in doing so. Yes, absolutely. Um, he's not only picking up the he's picking up the pieces of himself. That's the the most important thing because from what I've seen in these two episodes, the Federation isn't that far off from being what it was. But there are some sneaky Romulan spies that have planted themselves into the Federation that is making bad stuff happen. Uh, with the Federation not really realizing it, Federation is still the the good guy. They're not dark and gritty. But if the Romulans keep having their way and keep, you know, orchestrating mayhem, then they can definitely lose their way. So hopefully Picard uh, exposes these jerks and then also hopefully gets the regular Romulans to denounce these jerks so that they can all become friends with the Federation. What would be nice is if by the end of this, if the Romulan Empire becomes part of the Federation, that'd be nice. Also love Red Letter Media, but lost me at uh, the repeated claim about cloning data from a positron. Yeah, they didn't say it can completely... uh, They're talking about... um, Maddox's theory is about recreating a neural net and even memories. Not all memories. She didn't say all memories. She said even memories. But also, it's all theoretical as far as she's concerned. So, uh, you know, maybe some of it is true. Maybe he was able to get some of that theory to become true and find out that some of it's not true but yeah it's about getting a uh, neural net it's not it's not a clone of data though i'm pretty sure and i predicted this and now i'm doubling down on it okay the whole fact that she was data's daughter i didn't double down on that one back in the day a lot of you guys did i was like "Mm," because i was thinking lol and i'm like that's definitely not lol i didn't think there could be yet another kind of daughter she's not really daughter she's only kind of the daughter uh but i did predict that oh they're gonna need borg technology to make that work 
And in the trailer for next week's episode, there's that red-headed lady on the Borg cube going, Oh, you're the destroyer of worlds! Well, I got a good look at her. She's actually an ex-Borg. She has, you know, the implants in her face or whatever. And she's calling Soji the destroyer of worlds. So that means that Soji must be part Borg queen. She's probably... Uh, Maddox probably mixed the Borg Queen whatevers with Data's whatevers to make uh, Soji and Dodge. So Dodge or Soji probably has what it takes inside of her to become the next Borg Queen. Yeah, the android Sith worker on Mars. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And then he did that creepy smile. I was like, oh my God, that's so creepy. Uh, but also it's just a robot. He's just a robot doing what he's, pro you know, making a smile like he was programmed to. JP, do you think the Borg tech will play a big part with defeating the synthetics? Well, I don't even know if we need to defeat synthetics. We need to defeat Romulans. There are no synthetics. There are no synthetics anymore. Well, there's the there's the organic synthetics that they posited in this episode. Are There's some out there somewhere, hidden somewhere, uh, blending in. Probably don't even know they're organic synthetics, just like Dodge and Soji. So the super tall Shi'ars are trying to figure out where they all are so they can kill them all, blah, 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 blah. Hopefully it doesn't connect to the eye of Shaban. Uh, <laughs> ooh, Shaban? No, no, it's Cabal. Cabal? Cabal. It doesn't matter. It's discovery stuff. Uh, stupid red uh, information ball. Yeah, I don't know if we have to defeat any synthetics. The synthetics are gone. But I don't know what the Romulans are, 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 are making with all that Borg tech that they're using they're definitely exploiting borg tech because uh that was literally said verbally said by soji in the episode that oh you guys are exploiting borg tech to make a profit but i'm sure they're also doing secret stuff with that borg technology a positronic neuron not a single positron it's all <laughs> rons to me <laughs> positron swanson Uh, so Soji and Dodge were made from Maddox doing experiments on positronic sex bots. Yeah, they came <laughs> came out of the positronic sex bots, but yeah, he was doing some experiments for sure. Sc, but I, I do like your guys' theory about Bruce Maddox having a uh, a synthetic version of himself. But yeah, I do think that the Borg tech will play a big part in de uh, a big part, but I don't think it'll be in defeating the synthetics because I think the synthetics have already been defeated. Corporate TV censorship and the movie production code required the writers had to be tricky when covering subjects. Uh, real quickly, when you said censorship, that there was another thing I didn't like, um, which is already something I complain about with Discovery, even though I love it for other stuff. I'm a huge hardcore. Uh, swear word lover. I love swear words, guys. I love cussing. I don't like it that much in Star Trek. At least some words are fine. I don't like um, big old F words being thrown out, especially not in front of Admiral Picard's face. That lady was a dick. And she was pissed off. She was very angry with Picard. And, you know, I get her point of view. She's still pissed off that Picard left because they needed him. And she even threw out this, she even threw out some shade, man. She was throwing out shade where she says, why don't you go home to your vineyard? That's what you're good at. And I was like, oh, synapse. So F her. 
But I'm guessing by the end, she'll, by the end of this season, she'll be like, oh my god, Picard was right, I should have listened. Yes, Harry Mudd did have realistic looking, uh, uh, human looking scents. He had organic scents. They weren't, I don't think they were sentient, but they looked, comp they, they tricked the, the scanners and all that stuff. Lol looked human. She was, you know, pretty damn flawed, but she looked human, absolutely. Data's mom absolutely looked human. I think she thought she was human too, didn't she? She was kind of like the Dodge Soji situation. I can't remember so long ago. Probably won't have my kids watch this. Well, so far, everything is watchable. Everything is watchable, but they did have... If you don't want your kids hearing the uh, one or two F-words, there's either one or two, uh, everything else is pretty watchable with it. They don't have Klingons, you know, taking advantage of, of young men. Picard abandoned his post and publicly shat on Starfleet. That's exactly it. Military types hate that. Yeah, he took a stand against Starfleet, which of course Captain Picard, Admiral Picard, the best, a, a god amongst the Federation and, and, and the people uh, crapping on the Federation and leaving the Federation and Starfleet. Uh, they probably had a lot of PR, a few years of PR that they had to do to try to make build up their name again with, with the public. Uh, JP, who would win the Kyle, the Kyle, the Kalon or the Borg? Um, man, that's a good question. Mmm. Kalon or, oh, uh, there's a part of me that wants to say the Kalon, but there's another part that wants to say the Borg because the Borg. Ah, oh, but the Borg, the Kalon are also like that because the Borg, you know, one drops, another one takes their place, but the Kalon are exactly like that as well. Uh, God, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Who do you guys think will win bet uh, in a battle between the Borg and the Kalon? And tell me why uh, the person, the the race you pick, would win. Nick Danger says resistance is futile. Sure, but coexistence is also impossible. The Borg have resistance is is futile. The Kalon, uh, coexistence is impossible. She had a Romulan haircut as well. Yeah, there was a lot of Romulan haircuts uh, with the Romulans so far, but also there's other types of haircuts. I love that Romulan dude that was like in charge of, he's like the welcoming guy on the board cube, uh, uh, talking to all the scientists. Hey, if this is your first time here, make sure you wear your badge. That dude was pretty badass looking. Why hasn't Janeway choked out someone in Starfleet if they are, are losing integrity? Janeway will cut you up. Uh, correction, Janeway will cut a bitch. Is Janeway going to have to cut a bitch? Mm, Mike, Mike Garamita, that's a good one. Borg because of assimilation. But can the Borg assimilate a Kalon? How would that work? So maybe assimilation doesn't even work against Kalons. 
but the Borg can go t- go assimilate a bunch of other people and then bring them back for the fight, I guess. You drop the F-bomb around your kids all the time? Well, so far they can watch Picard then. And if you haven't seen it yet... Oh, no, GLI, you've seen it. You said it hasn't grabbed you yet. But anybody who hasn't seen it and you don't have CBS All Access, understandable. Um, I also recommend in this day and age with streaming, streaming fatigue... Just wait for all the episodes to come out and get a quick trial of CBS All Access and watch the whole thing. It's only going to be 10 episodes, so you you know you have to wait a couple months, but you'll eventually be able to watch the whole thing uh, in you know a day or so. Uh, but the first episode is available now on YouTube to watch, free for everybody. Um, so you know, go to CBS All Access. Sorry, but you got to do it if you want to see the episode for free. Go to their YouTube page and, and check it out. Enable. Ad block, maybe, maybe that'll help. <laughs> if you have ad block, that'll uh, they won't make as much money off your view. Uh, Borg learn and can snag one small ship of uh, Kalon and learn their tech. Ooh, that's true, and they will adapt it to uh, to suit them, to service them. They are full machine. The Borg are partial organic. Yes, yeah, so I don't even know if they're compatible. As far as assimilation goes. But then that's a great question. I'm going to put that one up on Twitter. Or on the community page. Uh, oh, and then also you guys. Uh, I, I have to say this before I forget. Tomorrow is Egotastic Friday on Twitch. So the conversation continues on Twitch tomorrow. Every Friday. Uh, 4 p.m. to question mark uh, Eastern time. So, you know, you find out what Eastern time is, find out what that time means wherever you live in the world, and I'll be on Twitch every Friday uh, during that time, talking, just chatting only, no video games, uh, just talking about whatever it is we need to talk about. More Picard, The Orville, Star Trek in general, uh, Butts. Whatever you want to talk about, we're talking about it, having a good time. So there's a Twitch link right down there in the description. Click on that. You can follow Egotastic Fun Time every Friday. Uh, we continue the, the tonight's conversation over there. And that way, by that time, more people will have, um, have had the chance to watch the latest episode of Picard or whatever it is we're talking about. Star Trek Picard is on the Crave streaming service in Canada. Nice. Nice. Aren't they also supposed to be airing on City? Oh, no. On CTV? Picard is supposed to be on CTV, and then the Orville Season 3 in Canada will be on City TV, which is a different network. Romulan selling Borg tech. Uh, Soji showed that she cared for a dead Borg. She is likable. Oh, the Borg's not even dead. It's uh, It's rehabilitated. They removed... All the stuff, the person is alive, because that's what they do, is they reclaim these people that, that used to be drones. And what she did was, um, that's her job on the ship. She is the counselor therapist for rehabilitated Borg. So what they did is they, they uh, removed the implants from the, that, that drone. Uh, now they're not a drone anymore. They're, well, they've been disconnected a while ago. Um, they're alive. They're going to become people again, and it's Soji's job to help them through the process. But at the end, when she goes up to to uh, the ex drone, 
she sued their she sued their pain uh, by speaking to them in their own language. So she spoke to that person in whatever language that person speaks to say, okay, you're free now, everything's going to be okay. And from there, it's her job to actually help rehabilitate, uh, rehabilitate them. <laughs> Twitch owned by Michael J. Fox. <laughs> oh, Larry Peterson, I get it. Uh, all jokes aside, Twitch is actually owned by Amazon. The species 8472 were able to defeat the Borg. Weren't, wasn't the species 8472 uh, in like another plane of existence or something like that as well? The Borg needed Janeway. Or, no, I might be thinking of something from Enterprise. I can't remember. The Borg needed Janeway's help to fight 8472, whereas Kalon have no allies. Uh, the Kalon might be able to get to get the, um, the Calavon to become an ally. Why Twitch? Twitch is great for hanging out, uh, live streaming. Uh, these live streams on YouTube will actually absolutely kill your channel. So you'll see a lot of um, almost, well, most YouTube channels are switching their live streams over to another channel. Uh, one of the staples of Egotastic Fun Time is this Thursday night stream. Uh, but also, yeah, we, we, we do stuff over on Twitch too because it's much looser. It's a much easier hangout. We just sit there, we chat. We listen to music, we have a good time, we last as long as we want. Uh, whereas after this stream, as soon as we're done with this stream, I'm going to be erasing it from YouTube because YouTube will just, every every week they, they, kill, <laughs> they kill your channel if you do live streams. I don't know why they let us live stream if they're going to punish us for live streaming, but hey, what you going to do? Twitch is warming to male nudity, so JP has made his choice. That's absolutely right, Dax. <laughs> uh, also, if you want to hang out with ladies that are wearing not much, Twitch is a great place for you. Absolutely. Uh, Jake Krause, I love Greed BS. I want 65K of stuff on Price is Right. Nice, Jake. <laughs> hey, there you go. See, that's what I'm talking about. In my in um, yesterday's video... I did make a joke about the only thing I watch besides Picard on CBS All Access is The Price of Right, but it wasn't a joke. That's absolutely true. I watch The Price is Right when I wake up in the mornings on CBS All Access because it doesn't have any horrible commercials, and, uh, and it's shorter. It's like 40 minutes, 35 or 40 minutes. Uh, it's the only thing that I watch besides Picard on CBS All Access. So it was a joke, but it was also... <laughs> uh, a telling uh, piece of information of my personal life. But thank you very much for the super uh, super chat, uh, Jake. You guys are really helping out uh, for the end of the month numbers here. And if you guys want to continue to help out uh, for the end of the, end of the month numbers, rent's due on Saturday. <laughs> PayPal link is right down there below. I appreciate it. But don't feel like you need to or have to. We're just having a good time here. Uh, let's see. Jake Cross again. That's what I'm talking about right there on that phone. Uh, YouTube. Try 11. TPIR 1129. YouTube. <laughs> the Price is Right soundboard. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Come on down. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. Fluid Universe was the 8472, a.k.a. the Undyne. Yes. That's what I was thinking in my brain. The fluid universe. I, I never would have come up with that, but now that you say that, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Fluidic space, Bryce uh, says. 
Star Trek discard. <laughs> I was wondering when someone's going to use that. Make it no. Yep, make it nope. What's up, Black Star? How you doing? Fluidic space, T-Sag said. Geolaw said fluidic space as well. I got to go back. Uh, I love Voyager. I'm going to go back to it. But right now I'm on an Enterprise uh, binge. So I'm I'm almost halfway done with season one. I cannot wait to get done with season one. There's been some great episodes in season one. I just finished Dear Doctor. One of the best episodes of Star Trek ever. Uh, <laughs> but I can't wait to get to season two. Because I think season two is when T'Pol <laughs> gets a different outfit. I hate that outfit she wears in season one. Can't stand it. JP should read. Uh, should, JP, should we read anything uh, that CBS All Access is making the Picard premiere free? Oh, should we read into anything? No, they're just trying to get people uh, that haven't decided to make the jump to subscribe uh, an opportunity to see the show and decide. They did the same thing with Discovery. Uh, it makes total business sense to me that they would offer the premiere for free uh, a week later. Uh, to hope, hope, you know, it's a promotion. It's a promotion. But yeah, I wouldn't read into any of that. They're still trying to get people over to their service. And I know, as as well as, as good as Picard is doing, I think it's doing well. It feels like it's doing well. It's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. Because even if they do get a lot of subscribers, the subscribers that went on the CBS because they wanted to check out Picard and they liked it or not, whatever. Uh, as soon as the show's done, whether they liked it or not, they're going to cancel. Troy outfit syndrome. I like Troy's outfits. Uh, I think I'm going to rewatch DS9. It's one of the, uh, it's the one I'm least familiar with. I'm least familiar with it too. I need to watch the last few episodes. Not episodes, last few seasons of uh, DS9. Maybe I'll... Maybe I'll hit up DS9 from when Worf joins the team. I don't know if I could go through the, the first couple seasons again. Picard is just an attempt to get people's interest in their CBS service. Oh, absolutely. Discovery was that as well. The entire Star Trek franchise, the whole purpose of it was to get people interested in the CBS service, but they messed up their handling of all of it. First off, they wanted to get... Star Trek fans in there. Okay, it makes sense. They own this franchise. Everything's going to streaming. They would know that better than anyone at the time. They're doing a lot more research than we were. And now we know for a fact everything's going to streaming. So, yeah, they have this thing that, that could be... They could build us, you know, get some people in. Uh, Star Trek fans, right? Uh, but then they come out with a, a show that Star Trek fans, for the most part, there were some people that liked it. But by and large... Most people did not like Discovery at all. It was a failed attempt. And then also, they just don't offer much other stuff. Other originals on their service. So that's not going to work. Uh, even if the new... Uh, even if Discovery hit, hit, you know, hit and it was absolutely amazing. And every, everybody loved it. That one show is not going to be able to support an entire streaming service. Especially since that show probably spins... You know they probably have to spend all the money they make on subscriptions on that one show. Uh, what they needed to do is have a bunch of originals on CBS All Access that are cheap to make. Put that MacGyver crap on there. Put that Magnum PI thing on there. Get a Knight Rider show on there. Those shows are all cheap to make, and they're brand names because that's also what you need nowadays. Everything has to be a reboot or um, 
or a revival because of name recognition because there's way too much uh, content out there for viewers to watch so many shows there's too many shows too many movies they're all accessible from our couches uh, so that's why everything is a reboot or um, or a revival something with name recognition uh, because that is the only thing people are going to watch because they've heard of it before so you, you get a better chance of people watching your show if it's something they've heard of especially if it's something nostalgic the thing is though is you got to live up to that uh, nostalgic uh, show more than not now you're never going to be able to live up to it completely just because like just because everything that we liked when we were younger wasn't as good as we build it up to be now in our brains and our memories everything that we liked uh, as we get older uh, and they get deeper into our memories we remember them more fondly so it's hard to to meet that standard for any company but some of these companies are just making stupid mistakes. Star Wars, stupid mistakes by throwing everything in there. Uh, and the, the least thing, the thing that most of these studios don't do, that they don't concentrate on, which will help them in their ventures in, in, in making money off these old franchises, is they don't concentrate on the story, which is the most important part. I mean, you're always going to get people that... that um, hate whatever you come out with to to us at least a little bit of a degree because it's never going to make them feel the way that it f made them feel when they were younger it's not going to live up to their to their memories of it uh but it's still not as hard as it should be these studios are just really messing up by not really being respectful of the original content <laughs> i love enterprise too i'm loving it um you know we were all a little shaky with enterprise when it first came out Especially those first couple seasons, uh, I was just like, okay, it's okay, but I'm not really in love with it. By the third season, I was absolutely adored it. It was Star Trek to me at that point. Um, and I was having a great time. I'd go to my buddy's house every Sunday, I think it was, and we'd watch it together. All 100 episodes <laughs> over the course of, of four years. Absolutely adored it. We all, we all, a couple of years went by and we all loved the theme song, even though we used to hate it. And, uh... And wow, going back and watching it now, it's just 100% Star Trek from episode one. I'm like, this is Star Trek from episode one because we know the difference now. <laughs> I used to love Knight Rider. Now I can't even watch one episode. It's so corny. Yeah, it's absolutely corny. I mean, I kind of like the corniness of the sh The shows that weren't corny to me back in the day that are corny to me now, I actually just, I love that they're corny now. I'm loving that I'm getting a different experience of it. Uh, from them but yeah uh blythe haynes thank you so much for your subscribing to the channel i'm gonna give you uh because this is your hardcore now you're a hardcore ego uh panion so you're gonna get an orville drop i am told your people are known for creating some of the most sought after pornographic simulations in the galaxy that's right blythe <laughs> people hated tng from the get-go they cried and whined like babies yeah that's true that's just part of sci-fi audiences always right but star trek especially because star trek is is special it is special but i remember i absolutely remember when tng premiered people were complaining absolutely they're like what captain can't be bald <laughs> is that one guy in the background wearing a skirt what the hell is is going on here and then ds9 came out and people were raging on the fact that they had a black captain and then um voyager came out woman can't be captain the star of the show uh enterprise came out and they're like 
I like the part where they put jelly on their boobs. So, <laughs> so that was a little different complaints for that show. Uh, but yeah, every single show's had big complaints, and then people come around to it um, because the shows, those shows, when all is said and done, were Star Trek shows, and they lived up to the to to the original, you know, to the original idea of the show. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen with Discovery. It does have fans. I don't super hate Discovery, but it's I don't love it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm loving Picard so far, but it's just one show, and it's going to take a lot more than one show. But yeah, every everything, I remember, and I get people complaining about stuff. You know, I saw people say, "Oh, why was there, um, uh, you know, this or that with the Picard series or Discovery?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but I remember you complaining about the exact opposite thing from a, a previous Star Trek show." The, the complaints always come in. It's just like, are you trying? Do you want to complain? Or do you literally have something to complain with? Because there's stuff to complain about with the Picard series. Um, I'm not happy with... There's some great dialogue in it. But some of the dialogue isn't as good. You know, that's critical, you know, objectively being critical of something and taking a look at it and, uh, you know, being, you know... I don't don't know what the word is. But anyway, being lovingly mean. (laughs) Being loving, lovingly mean to uh, to the show or pointing out its flaws, which is there's nothing wrong with that. It's just are you looking for the flaws and 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 coming? Are you making up stuff just because so you have something, uh, and you're believing these things as well? It's like, did you plan on complaining about it before you even saw something to complain about? There's a difference. Uh, not liking the show is completely fine, absolutely fine. Uh, Nick Danger, I watched Avenue Five. It's not going to take some. Uh, it is going to take some time to grow on me, but it's a good start. Yeah, and and also with Avenue Five, that's a very different show. It's not S- Star Trek. It's not the Orville. It's it's like I've said. It's like the Love Boat meets Battlestar Galactica meets Gilligan's Island. Uh, it's more comedy centric, but it's a comedy is very weird too because there's different types of comedies, different types of jokes. Uh, so it's. If it does, if a show, any show doesn't hook you, totally cool. You are allowed to not like what you don't like. Absolutely. Isn't that just modern day life? JP, how do you think Captain Kirk would have dealt with the Borg? (laughs) Uh, Oh my God. I love that question so much. I've never even thought of that. I've never, I think of a lot of weird crap in my brain. I never even thought of Captain Kirk going up against the Borg. I think Captain Kirk, the Borg would have come in and he would have just run up and did his Captain Kirk uh, two foot, two feet uh, kick. (laughs) And he would have taken the first one down, but the second one would have put those shields up and Kirk would have broken both of his ankles. What's up, Light Shadow? Light Shadow shows up to the Twitch streams. (laughs) <laughs> that's such a good question I hope, has anyone ever done an edit like Captain Kirk uh, dealing with the Borg because that would be amazing cowboy diplomacy Kirk would have made an excellent drone boom the Borg would get bored waiting for his reply he's like we are the Borg I'm Captain James T Kirk <laughs> Never mind, we don't want to assimilate you. 
Yes, okay. So, JP, did they explain? No, they didn't explain. I just assumed, just a lo- I just made a logical assumption. Uh, did they explain where the footage of Picard flying back from the explosion came from? Well, there was the security stuff. They got cameras everywhere. But the security tape was completely, absolutely scrubbed uh, um, and faked. They took, they took, um, uh, Dodge is not in the footage at all. They completely faked the footage that was released. That's how deep the super tall Shiars are. Uh, so it's a fake tape. But also Picard being thrown back. I was like, wait a minute. Shouldn't he have some injuries? And I was like, oh, they probably, you know, healed his injuries and then sent him, which they can do very easily, and then sent him uh, to his couch. But yeah, they they absolutely uh, faked that it's the, the tape. Dosh is supposed to be there. She's not there at all. And then it just keeps... Uh, Picard's it keeps other people thinking that Picard's story was crazy. Hey, uh, Ed uh, Truckell, thank you very much. As I am incapable of stuttering, I must conclude that you heard me. <laughs> thank you very much, Ed, for subscribing. If anybody subscribed, I'm sorry if I missed it. The chat's going really quickly. I hope I didn't miss anybody. But yeah, the 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 footage in the uh, of the explosion was completely faked by the Romulans. Uh, they took her right out. Kirk, Kirk met the Borg on the comics, I think. Hmm. But I want to see William Shatner. <laughs> the comics are one thing. They're, the, the the Captain Kirk in the comics or the books, they don't have that certain je ne sais quoi that William Shatner has. And I want to see William Shatner go up against the Borg. He would have banged the Queen. Yeah. <laughs> Boo, even... <laughs> Minkin says it too. Jay, uh, Kirk would have made out with the Queen. Uh, watching, watching uh, Enterprise, I realized that Jonathan Archer would have made out with the Queen. That dude was macking on some pre-industrial chick last night. I'm like, oh, that's not right, man. That's pre-industrial. That's like, that definitely goes up. Goes against uh, Federation uh, rules. Not that they have any at that point. I don't even think there's a Federation yet. It's just Starfleet. Uh, eventually they create the Federation. But yeah, uh, one thing I've, I'm really appreciating about Enterprise is that they're making up the rules as they go along. And it's actually really, really cool to see them come up against these situations where like, you know, later on we know what the rules would be in that situation. They don't know it yet and they're trying to figure it out. It's really fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, Cisco would have kicked their butt in the ring. Fox would, uh, Spock would have... The debated the queen. <laughs> Cisco punched God. Cisco would wipe out the Borg. Yeah, the Borg wouldn't even step up to Cisco. It also occurs in a Trek novel written by Shatner. Unfortunately, I can't remember the title of uh, the moment. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks, JD. Good old, good old Shats, man. Uh, all Cisco wanted was to talk to Kirk and ask him what it was like to punch a giant lizard. <laughs> Who is moving at you very slowly. Yeah, Archer's definitely underrated. He started everything. He created the whole the whole Federation, pretty much. He figured out all the rules, eventually. No prime directive, and I love it when they come up with a prime directive situation. Uh, the Dear Doctor episode is a prime directive episode, but they don't have a prime directive. They're like, well, I don't know what to do. What should we do? And uh, T'Pol is saying, well, in Vulcan society, we don't, you know, we don't 
meet with pre-industrial pre-warp societies and i was like there's so many times in this in this first season where to paul says what they should do she gives advice and i'm like to paul's right why aren't they listening to paul she's making so much sense because they're racist that's another thing this futuristic utopian society from enterprise which it was uh they were racist against vulcans can't forget that uh roms have picard's dna now his uh, at his aromatic syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he definitely... Had, they didn't use the word aromatic syndrome in this episode, Dash. Also, Dash. Hold on, Dash. Hold on, Dash. Let's do uh You are an insulting, pompous fool. And if you are not an ambassador, I would disembowel you right here. <laughs> if you were any other man, I would kill you where you stand. Uh, Roms have Picard's DNA. They should, right? Well, maybe they had it back in when they created Shinzon. Maybe they used all of Picard's DNA to make Shinzon, and they don't have any left. From what I could tell, they needed a lot more DNA. Shinzon wasn't quite... Uh, <laughs> uh, he wasn't that great of a copy, was he? But yeah, uh, he, he, they didn't mention the word, but they did mention the word syndrome. And I knew right away that it's... We know it's aromatic syndrome. Surprised they didn't say it. Why not say it? Just say it. I like the Borg idea in this show. Too many threads, uh, in my opinion, in Picard. Yeah, well, we're just getting all the pieces, and then hopefully they get put together well. Uh, that's my favorite part of Enterprise 2, JP. Also, watching them use tech for the first time, like force fields, transporters, photon torpedoes, um, etc. Yeah, it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a while before I see force fields, or uh, photons might come in. I can't remember when the photons come in, but they come in sooner than the force fields, I think. Um, Enterprise also lets us know that Klingons had awesome holograms way before the Federation. By a hundred and some years. Well, like by 200 years. We are the board. <laughs> the Jim Hadar are hooked on coke. Uh, the, Jim, the Jim Hadar were actually mentioned in this episode as well. Uh, there was also two Andorian girls in this episode, and they looked normal. They looked a little bit like a cross between uh, TNG and the original series. They didn't look like weird Discovery Andorians. The, the Discovery Andorians have these weird protrusions in their cheekbones, and they look just lame, and they got stupid voices. I don't know what these girls' voices are, but I'm sure they were normal. Uh, they had Andorians that looked like legit Andorians. Yeah, the Romans have his DNA from Shinzon, but do they still have it? That was a while ago at this point. Good old Worf. Um, I still would, I wouldn't be surprised if we get another big cameo that they have not announced yet. But also, I mean, that's a lot of cameos we're getting in this season, so I really don't want any other big ones. Little cameos would be great. Uh, Bruce Maddox would actually be a huge cameo, and I'm sure we're going to see him. So, you know, with the cameos that we know of and Bruce Maddox, probably Bruce Maddox. Uh, yeah, anything anything else we see, as long as it makes sense and it's lower level cameos, I'd be cool with. I just don't want any other big ones. Save it for next season. Next season, it is confirmed. We are going to be seeing Guinan, uh, Patrick Picard on The View, uh, on the show, on, on a live taping, on the live show, uh, invited 
Whoopi Goldberg to return as Guinan in season two, and she accepted. So we'll definitely be seeing uh, Guinan here. What's up, Lone Puppy? Hi, JP and Ego comrades. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's a YouTube video called Captain Kirk versus the Borg. It's just not that great, though. Yeah, I won't watch it then. And Dorian girls were strippers from <laughs> Toshi Station crossover. <laughs> Uh, JP in the Enterprise episode Regeneration wasn't that supposedly the first time that we encountered the Borg so wouldn't the Federation known about the Borg before Picard encountered them uh, no because in that episode I, they never found out what the Borg were they just found these things uh, in that station in the North Pole or whatever the South Pole I can't remember South Pole probably and um, they don't know what they were they, they never figured it out so or so so they encountered them but but it was the information was lost because they didn't know what what was going on hey dan crane boom bitch <laughs> boom bitch dan crane boom bitch indeed thanks jp awesome show what future movies coming out uh you looking forward to see there's not a lot right now um i'm looking forward to seeing and this isn't like a fanboy type looking forward to just i'm looking forward to see what they do with it I'm looking forward to Birds of Prey. So I'll probably will be talking about Birds of Prey, which is coming out pretty soon. Uh, I don't think... Oh, you know what movie I'm really interested in, but it's forever away, I think? The Quiet Place 2. I finally saw a full trailer for The Quiet Place 2, and it looks good. It looks really good. Uh, but, you know, that's a little off-brand there. Uh, but, yeah, Birds of Prey, I'm interested in. As long as... If they're not taking themselves seriously, I think it could be decent, but I'm going to find out. Plus, it's got Ewan McGregor in it, and I love Ewan McGregor. <laughs> I can't hate him for anything. I've tried. Yes, there was a trill in this episode. Uh, there's a trill. I can't remember. She's Dr. Something Something. She just got transferred over to the Borg Cube. Uh, she meets Soji. They become friends, and she is a trill. Uh... She got the little markings, and then also Narek mentioned her uh, coming from the Trill Science whatever Academy or whatever, something like that. Mystery is good, but I'd like a few hints on Guinan's backstory. Absolutely, Jonathan. I also want uh, some hints on Guinan's backstory, as long as they don't have to do with the Nexus. Let's leave the Nexus out of it. Nexus is a shampoo. <laughs> I'm only interested in Bob's Burgers. Guinans are forever, forever, forever. Yeah, also, uh, Jesper's also looking forward to The Quiet Place too. It looks really good. I love the idea from part one. When I saw that first trailer for part two, I was like, that little teaser trailer, I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm interested. But then they showed a full trailer. It looks good. Birds of Prey? Possibly. I don't know. I'm not going to say it's bad until I've seen it being bad, though. But, yeah. I'm not super interested in it, but there's not much coming out in the theaters anytime soon. And I'm kind of interested in seeing if they... Because Harley Quinn is nuts, right? She's crazy. So, if the movie is crazy, I think it could do well. I just don't want her being crazy in a normal world. Yeah, no Nexus. You want more Jedzia? Uh, Jedzia Dax? Ooh, JP, over the two seasons of the Orville, which is your all-time 
favorite line. I don't know if it's a line. My absolutely favorite moment out of both seasons, uh, just because it it's it, it cracked me up and it still does every single time I see it, is in the episode Cupid's Dagger when Mercer is getting ready for his date with Derulio <laughs> and he does the spray stay walk away where he takes the, the cologne, he sprays it and then he walks through it. For some reason, you know, he's talking, talking, talking and then he takes that quick moment and does that. Cracks me up every single time. <laughs> the Nexus was the Christmas special for TNG. Absolutely. Picard had a nice tree and two or three kids. Absolutely. And Renee. Renee. Um, uh, I love all four TNG movies some way more than others but none of them do I consider to be the next generation those movies were just eat popcorn movies they weren't thinkers at all I love them but they're not TNG I actually prefer Picard series this new Picard series to the movies and I love the movies (laughs) <laughs> the Christmas special. Uh, the Quiet Place, uh, JP in the corner of his room, lights out with laptop, live with Jasmine, playing uh, Sade on the stereo. Absolutely. <laughs> but he didn't marry Troy. That was another timeline. Yeah. Uh, good old Troy. We're going to be seeing Troy. I'm assuming we might see Troy and uh, Riker in the next episode, but I don't know. There seems to be a lot going on in the next episode. But when I think uh, back to this episode from today, a lot happened in that episode. They did a lot of stuff, so they could probably fit it in. If I had a nickel every time I heard that, I'd have zero nickels. If they're going to do a Birds of Prey movie, they should have... Uh, have it from the comic book or even just do an episode of Birds of Prey in Batman the Animated Series. Well, there was a whole Birds of Prey uh, TV show on the CW a couple years ago, wasn't there? Yeah, I don't know. First off, I don't care about Birds of Prey but I, uh, as a thing that exists. But the movie, I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot and see if it's just a good movie or at least a crazy movie. If it's crazy in an artistically in an artistic type way, you know, with like cool scenes and music and effects. Not effects, but you know, colors and just weird stuff going on. I think it could be good, but I don't know. I have no I have no expectations for it, good or bad. Geolaw loved The Witcher. Yeah, I ended up really liking The Witcher. The first episode didn't grab me at all. But uh, the second episode got me and I was in it through the whole time. But by the finale, I was a little bit lost as to what was going on, but I didn't care. I was like, I'm having a good time. Yes, Jonathan, that's absolutely... I completely agree with you. Insurrection, while not that really good of a movie <laughs> at all, uh, was the closest to a TNG episode. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, Altered Car- Carbon. I never watched Altered Carbon, but I do know Season 2 is coming out. Uh, Dax says, I have never seen the Christmas special before. You showed it on Twitch the other week. Oh, Star Wars, the Christmas special. Isn't it a horrible mess? And I look back at all shows I've watched for stuff like that. Yeah, even uh, The Next Generation. Uh, there's some weird crap that wasn't part of the episodes. Like, I remember, you know, people... Somebody was complaining about the Picard series having these, like, promotions at the subways. Like, special 
write cards and stuff like that. And I was like, oh man, I remember when T- the cast of TNG in costume and in makeup uh, were riding a cheesy ass float at the Christmas parade in in Hollywood back in 1987. Nothing is more ch- is cheesier than that. People forget all that stuff. I don't forget it. That's why. I, that's why I, I don't complain about certain things. I only complain or, or critique what is on the screen. What is put on the screen in an episode? Yeah, yeah. JP, I was disappointed how they killed off Captain Kirk. I would have wanted uh, of Captain Kirk how. Would you have wanted to, uh, to kill him off? Yeah, I don't like the way he got killed off. Because he showed up so quickly at the end. It wasn't like a big movie, a big story. If they were going to kill off Picard, it should have been in a Star Trek, the original series film. Don't just throw him at the end of a TNG film and kill him off real quick. And then have Picard put rocks over his body like he's not going to be dragged out by space wolves the next night. Uh, especially since he knew he was going to be getting picked up. Why wouldn't they take the body? Unless they're like, oh, we don't want any people to know about the time travel nexus thing. Okay, I get that. Uh, yeah, I don't like the way he, he died off. He died He died a hero, but he died so quickly, and he was just barely in the movie at the end. He sh- it's Captain Kirk. You should dedicate a whole movie to him being the hero and the star and then kill him off if you're going to kill him off at all. A lot of nudity in Altered Carbon. I'm going to go watch it right now. I'll see you guys later. You, you sold me on it, Jesper. <laughs> so not JP friendly. Oh, no. I like I like nudity. Of course, nowadays, nudity usually means, but you know, man wieners. <laughs> uh, JP, I was disappointed how they, oh, yeah, how they killed off Kirk. Yeah, they should have done it. Hey, JP, the way they show the positronic DNA and Picard assembly in the opening credits makes me wonder if Picard is an android. Ooh, I doubt he's an android just because he got the results back and he has the aromatic syndrome. And he's old. But uh, but no, that whole DNA thing is to show... Is to apply organic genetics to the idea of it being cybernetic genetics. Uh, but yeah, it's I, I, I love all the visuals going on uh, in the theme. It really just shows you the whole story of what's going on. But yeah, you see like the little silicon crystal things split off just as if like they're cells uh like there were cells they split off and then they start multiplying and they become dna strands Uh, so it's just showing synthetic life becoming more biological type life and then those things form the 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 iris of an eyeball which is the most complicated thing in you know in existence so they're just kind of giving you that type of things like oh it even makes really complicated stuff and it also looks cool on the screen oh romulus is exploding <laughs> but yeah i uh i don't think picard is an android but i don't know if he won't end up as an android and then he's an android now so now he can live pretty much forever so then they open up a box <laughs> in discovery uh in the federate in the old federation bunker and there's picard inside and picard wakes up and now he's the star of discovery <laughs> JP they filmed a whole different lead up to Kirk's death but it was cut probably still wasn't a good death though right I'm guessing Kirk also died punching a guy in the face Kirk is so much more than that he's smart and generally wins the day by intelligence that's true 
But also, uh, in any of the movies, nobody wins with intelligence. In the movies, everybody wins with punching. That's one of the reasons the movies aren't canon, in my opinion. Only the TV shows matter. Yeah, artificial life is made. It does not evolve. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's just, you know, a metaphor. It was just more stuff happening, but he wound up falling off the bridge anyway. Yeah. Uh, justice for Kirk, I'm saying. They need to reshoot that the, the end of that movie. Maybe the Picard was the clone all along. We have seen multiple Picards on screen before. Remember when there, there was that Picard from that uh, uh, alternate timeline? Kind of alternate timeline? Ever so slightly from the future? In that one episode? JP, if they wanted to do Kirk Justice, they should have taken uh, taken him to the same planet that uh, they took Captain Pike. Or, that's, a, that's true, or just not kill him off. <laughs> just don't kill him off. Let's just do that. Would you like a Star Trek show uh, showing another uh, universe? We already have that. Discovery is another universe. I, I don't care what they say. It's another universe. I'm not even for sure that this Picard series isn't necessarily another universe that just closely resembles the one from the TV show. But I can also say that for the films. I can, I can even believe the films, the TNG films, were a, another timeline slightly different than the, than the television series timeline. Picard's body also died and they remade him in the transporter that one time. And let's not forget Q. Uh, you know, Picard died and then, and then Q, you know, had him relive his life having made different choices. Time squared. Any time episode with uh, TNG especially was always my favorite episodes. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Disco is canon. It can't be canon, but I'll be fine, even though I don't like the writing and the stories and stuff, I'd be fine with it being a different timeline. That just takes away one big hurdle that uh, people can't get over so that they can just judge the show good or bad for what it actually is. Um, if you're going to hate a show, just hate it for what, you know, hate it for what they're putting up on the screen. Cause and effect, A+. Plus. What's your favorite Trek episode? Hmm. Data's Day is really good, but I think the one I always come back to in my brain, because it was so cool, and it was so fun, and it was a mystery. Mystery episodes were some of my favorite episodes of uh, TNG, especially. Uh, the one where they wake up, and <laughs> they wake up, and they don't know what happened. Worf's arm is broken, and then it turns out, you know, all their minds were erased because they, they met this alien species. And the alien species like, you can't know we exist. Uh, it was very interesting. It might be my favorite. It's not, there's probably better episodes, but I really love that episode for some reason. Picard TV show has very clumsily written dialogue. There are a couple moments, Duke, Duke Nukem, where I completely agree with you. Uh, most notable, uh, there's some beautiful dialogue in it as well 
Uh, I was going back and rewinding and rewatching stuff as I watched the whole thing. Uh, lots of amazing dialogue that I was impressed with, but there was, let's see, the, the dialogue that I had, a pro- there's a few dialogue scenes that I had a problem with. The sci-fi book, when uh, Dr. Jumati is looking at that uh, Isaac Asimov book, and Picard's like, oh, the classics, and he's like, I never got sci-fi. I just never, go- you know, I don't like sci-fi. I just never got it. I'm like, hmm, that's not a good scene. Or that's not a good uh, line because I instantly rewrote it in my mind so that all that information came across, but it sounded amazing. And then in that same scene, she said, oh, he goes, T? And she goes, Earl Grey? And he's like, I knew I liked you. That's that's two on the nose. She, she, he should have just said Earl Grey. And she says, oh, my favorite. And, he goes, and then he says, I knew there was something I liked about you. It wouldn't have been awkward. It's exactly how that uh, situation would have played out with so many different people in that situation. Uh, people, when someone says you want tea, they don't just say, oh, I'll take Earl Grey. They'll say, what do you have? Or what is it today? Or they'll just say, yes, I'll take the tea. Uh, that was a bad line. Uh, when they were investigating Dodge's apartment, uh, I loved the whole scene. I had to really pause and rewind just so I could pick, get all the information that was being that was coming out in that. Uh, he Picard off. It was a throwaway line. He said, "Oh, the ghost in the machine." I'm like, Mm-mm, "You can't be throwing out that phrase all of a sudden." Picard wouldn't say that, and it wasn't really quite that appropriate of a thing anyway. The ghost in the machine, in the machine. So I didn't like that line either. And there was one other. I can't remember it right now. But for the most part, there was a lot of dialogue that I absolutely loved, and there was a lot even better, a lot going on in the moments of silence where they're not saying anything and you're just looking at what's going on in the actors' faces. Of course, Patrick Stewart, most in most of these cases, you can see what's going on on their in their face. They don't have any dialogue. I thought those that was really great, but there are there is some dumb lines for sure. Charles tractor beam activated. It's pulling us in. Oh no. I think the leak of Q at the end isn't out for CBS to fix the show if it completely pisses everybody off given it a chance. But it's getting giving it a chance, but it's getting hard. Ooh, that sounds dirty, Charles. <laughs> yeah, thank you for giving it a chance. Anything a chance. Uh, one thing though, I'd prefer them not even. Uh, we gotta have Q. Let's just get that straight. We gotta have Q. But if they're gonna do the whole out so things can be fixed because of the of the of Q, send Q over to Discovery. Send Q to Discovery. Q shows up in all the series. Why not have him show up? over in Discovery. Have him show up in Discovery. Snap his fingers, the snap, <laughs> Thanos style, and fix that show. He really, uh, that's where they really need Q to fix some stuff. Carlos, this is an alternate timeline because I reviewed the first episode, the opening intro of Enterprise D. I looked at it close up. It wasn't the same ship. The evidence is there. Yeah, it's, um. somebody mentioned that. And I was like, oh, but it doesn't matter in that particular case uh, because it was a dream sequence. So, I mean, the ship could be, you know, the bathroom, the, the one bathroom on the ship could be the captain's chair because the mind does crazy stuff. You know, all of a sudden the Enterprise D is Picard's grandma's house. Uh, so that one I don't quite, even though I get what you're saying, and I'm pretty sure the writers didn't have this logic when they when they put the ship up 
But uh, yeah, because it was a dream, anything goes, in, in my opinion. But it's a good point. <laughs> Aromatic syndrome is Q's gift to Picard. Yeah, Q's like, here you go, dick. Boom. Gives him time travel and dream ESP. <laughs> JP and his unlimited number of universes can't nail him down. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it if... CBS would be so smart if they just made it so that all these series, all of them that they come out with, take place in a different universe. <laughs> just do that, and then people will just judge whatever you come out with and put on the screen for whatever it is you put on the screen. Get over that hurdle, and then they're just going to judge you on whatever goodness or crapness you end up putting out. And uh, so far, I'm loving... I'm loving Picard because they have to live up to the standards of Patrick Stewart. And Patrick Stewart has a lot of rules that he's laid down when he showed up. Especially with the Borg. He was very, he's like, ooh, I don't know if we should touch the Borg. Picard has completed that story. Uh, he, he was not happy about the Borg at first. And then they came up with something that he thought was very interesting. So now he's very excited about the Borg. There was a lot of rules that he laid down that they had to live up to. So I think the Picard series has a good shot of being pretty good. They're not going to have to live up to any of those standards with any other show they come out with at all. And if they don't have to live up to a certain amount of standards, I don't think CBS will live up to those standards. I'm not going to say it's def they definitely won't because we have to I have to wait and see, but I don't they haven't proved proven themselves. Make all the comics number one. Never had a second issue. Disco was all a dream. <laughs> a very bad dream. Uh, you gotta assume Green BS cares enough to purposely get the Enterprise D wrong. Yeah, I don't even care about the Enterprise D being wrong. Uh, just because it wasn't that noticeable to me, but also because it was the dream. Uh, but, but also, uh, you would think that CBS will be able to learn from this experience if people if people are coming in for this show and they're and they're they're liking it and they're giving praise to it uh, by and large unlike with discovery lots of people are loving the the, the Picard show uh, you would think they would take whatever good things they figured out they did with this show and apply that to other series because that is what the fandom wants whatever they're doing more people are wanting it so I don't know if they're smart enough to apply that to Discovery or Section 31. Boo, I hope they never come out with that show. And this other untitled Star Trek show that they're coming out with that they're right now currently hiring for. Uh, pro you know, producers, not producers, but, you know, effects artists and stagehands and directors and crap like that. Uh, that's untitled. Uh, I don't know. You should make the bathrooms in Trek real, end war, and create a lasting peace. Yeah, maybe they'll. Uh, <laughs> uh, all wars are created in in the future because there's just not enough bathrooms. Yeah, I'm impressed with what I've seen so far because you know, and I've been cautiously optimistic for months now because everything that I've seen from them or read about that they're trying to do with the show. First off, don't ever believe what they say they're trying to do until you see that they've actually come through with that. Because Alice Kurtzman said, said, oh, we're going to be aligning Discovery more with the canon universe that people are familiar with. That never happened. Uh, that was a lie. And uh, But 
all the things that I've seen over the months I put into my brain and I came up with this great story uh, that you know I put together this great story with all that information that I think would be very good something that I'd be interested in so far they're giving out that story that I that I created in my brains I don't know if they're gonna be able to continue it we it's only going episode to episode it's two episodes I'm very happy those up two episodes don't count for the next episode I start fresh and new when I get to the next episode I do watch the expanse I was reviewing the expanse and doing some expanse videos but YouTube didn't care for them so I'm like oh well I if YouTube's not really caring for them then I should spend my time on other stuff looking forward to the, uh, season five though Romulans tend to have pronounced brow ridges on their foreheads. Vulcans do not. Yeah, and so far in this series, of all but three, three Vulcans, not Vulcans, I'm sorry, all but three Romulans have the protruding forehead thing going on. They look great, but there are those three, Laris, Narek, and stupid uh, Commodore lady, bad guy lady, they have smooth foreheads. I don't like that. I think they should have a little bit more forehead going on so that I can tell the difference between Vulcans and Romulans because those three characters are way more prominent than the other characters. Just another virus that changed the Klingons. I mean, I wouldn't mind it if the Romulans, some of them had smooth heads, except for the fact that they look like Vulcans and it's confusing. Wonder how they're going to explain Worf. Yeah, what's up, Dagnabbit? Worf is normal. They showed Worf. Worf is completely fine. He looks exactly the way he's supposed to look. But how are they going to explain it after what they have done? There's uh, one explanation that I'd be fine with is it's a different universe. That'd be the best thing. The second thing I would uh, accept is, sorry, we messed up with Discovery. We never should have changed the Klingons. That would also be okay. But they have to come up with something. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, uh, Indy Tiger, is that the the Romulan Commodore is impersonating a Vulcan because I don't see them. I don't see Starfleet after what happened putting a Romulan in Starfleet. So she must be pretending to be a Vulcan. She's very bad at it, by the way. <laughs> right off the bat, I was like, is she either is she like a really not very good Vulcan or is she a Romulan? Yeah, the leaks and predictions. My predictions have been almost 100%. Almost. There's a few things I got wrong, but even some of the things that I got wrong, it's still too early. They might still end up becoming true. One thing they also need to explain is uh, Remans. Remans, the, uh, Remus is really close to Vulcan, wasn't it? Isn't that really close to Vulcan? Not Vulcan, I'm sorry. Really close to uh, Romulus? Wouldn't they have been destroyed as well? Also, I also wouldn't mind it if they just don't ever show a Riemann. I don't want to have nightmares. Those things are scary looking. Yeah, in the original series, Romulans were darker skin tone. They were also darker skin tone in uh, TNG era as well. I don't care about that, though. All right, GLA, 11.30 p.m., getting tired. I'll have to check out for the night. I have to check out, too. 
we've been going for two hours and I'm going to have to erase this video because YouTube's going to be pissed. Uh, great show as usual, JP. Uh, catch you on the next one, Jaloja Gang. And on that mark, on that note, it's time for me to go too, you guys. Remus was a moon of Romulus. So yeah, Remus should have been knocked out as well, right? Yeah, the same solar system. I mean, it should have been multiple planets that were taken out. Oh, all planets. All planets in the system should have been taken out, right? JP, uh, Garrick would be an excellent addition to Picard. Oh, yeah. I wonder if any DS9 people are... Well, yeah. Any DS9 people are going to show up. they got to have at least one, right? <laughs> Ron Perlman was a pervy Reman. Say that five times fast. Ron Perlman was a pervy Reman. Ron Perlman was a pervy Reman. Stay objective, brah. Oh, no problem. It's easy It's easy to do. Easy to do. But, you know, when I do see stuff I don't like, I'm going to say it. But right now, the stuff that I don't like is it's not stuff that I, I super don't like. You know, a couple of bad lines of dialogue. Um, I have a couple questions as to what this or that might mean, but it's, it's a series. The questions are answered throughout the series. And then if they don't answer the questions, then I complain. That's right, Zafad. We're going to be uh, tomorrow, 4 p.m. on Twitch. Link is down below. We're going to be continuing the conversation on Twitch every Friday like we do. And then I also do other Twitch streams, but those are a little bit more random. Sometimes we're chatting. Sometimes we're designing a shirt. Sometimes we're playing video games. But the legit hardcore on a schedule stream on Twitch is the Just Chatting stream tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern. Link is down below. Good to see you, JP. What's up, Sparkus? Uh, going to be at Vegas Star Trek in August with Nerdrotic and Doomcock. All right. I don't know Doomcock very well, but I do know, do know Gary, so say hi. Um, we don't agree on a lot of things, but sometimes we do agree. And either way, doesn't matter. I like people that have different opinions. And Gary has always been amazing to me. He's a super sweet guy. Always absolutely... Uh, very nice to me. Reaches out, says hi. He's really awesome. <laughs> I didn't mean to drive you away. Well, it's been two hours, Giola. Charles, thank you very much. Hubble clowns are the most dangerous because they're hungry. That's true, they are. Did you get the feels when they mentioned TNG cast? Uh, yes. Well, tiny feels because I already knew Riker was coming. We already saw Wharf last week, but they said LaForge. And when they said LaForge, I'm like, okay, Jordy is okay because that would have been horrible horrible if they killed off Jordy in exposition so we know Jordy is alive and hopefully he'll show up in a season or two yeah Gary's very nice he's always been very nice to me <laughs> JP who's more greedy CBS or YouTube YouTube is greedier than CBS <laughs> absolutely YouTube uh, do we know when the new Orville episodes will be out uh, late 2020, fall of 2020, so probably late September. There's a small chance they might have some, uh, they might be able to start putting them out in August, but that's, it's a chance, but it's not as good of a chance as in uh, September. Also, I do know the first episode was available, was ready this week of season three. I'm sure the effects were not done, but as far as everything but the effects, the first episode is done. And also there's a recent rumor that just came out about the Orville that they have, this is a rumor, probably true though, 
they have given Halston Sage a schedule to come in and do a cameo. So, uh, so that'll be happening sooner than later because they're filming season three right now and they've actually got a lot of it filmed. Uh, so within the next couple months, Halston Sage, if this rumor is true, will be showing up as a Lara and doing a cameo on one of these episodes and I'm hoping, you know, something is released about it. Uh, somebody slips up and posts something on uh, social media, a picture or, you know, something. And, you know, I'll let you guys know all about it. But, yeah, I'll be doing a video about Halston pretty soon. You know, a little bit of the history of what happened. The rumor that she's uh, going to, you know, going to be doing a cameo in season three. And then also what she's been doing. It's always nice to check in with Halston Sage once in a while. Did I ever watch Stargate? Um, the movies and some of the episodes. I didn't follow all the series. Well, the movie. I watched Stargate, the, mo the original movie, and then um, a lot of the. I watched a lot of episodes of the first uh, of uh, the first Stargate uh, series. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to the Orville. Yep, the pilot for Picard just became available for free today on YouTube. For a limited time, it just shows you how desperate CBS is. Well, I don't. Well, I don't know. It is promotional, though, Daniel. They're doing a promotion. That's to get people uh, to watch it, and then hopefully, if they like it, jump into CBS and subscribe. They did that with Discovery and other uh, uh, series on other streaming services. Have done that before with their first episodes. A lot of first episodes on a lot of channels are free to stream. I've no, I've seen that for years and years and years. Uh, it's good. It's good business sense, especially since I don't think they have enough subscribers, and I don't know if they're ever going to get enough subscribers uh, for all access to pay for all these Star Trek shows. They're just too expensive, way too expensive. So, but yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, it's it's there to go watch. And if it's uh, if you if you like it enough to subscribe to CBS to watch a couple more episodes, do so or. Do what we do nowadays in this uh, oversaturated streaming market. Just wait for it all to come out and then watch it during the free trial. Ugh, I don't know if Halston's dating Zac Efron. Well, actually, good for both of them. <laughs> I, uh, no, I think I remember rumors of her and Zac Efron way back in the day. Back before Efron was all jacked, if I recall. I think that's true. You think it's for one month? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't remember what the, the trial was for. I kind of feel like it's seven days, but maybe they are desperate and they're doing one month. They've been running it in a loop all day on Pluto TV, too. It's on right now. Oh, go watch it on Pluto. <laughs> because then CBS doesn't get any credit for it. Just watch it on Pluto. Right? CBS needs to keep pumping out CSI shows. They need to put out some CSI shows on... They need to come out with inexpensive shows like that for all access they'll get some people on there they don't need to to try for the the trek audience i think they they, they tried to, to exploit the star trek franchise too early before they were ready jp true story instagram all right i'll check it out i didn't work out today i've been picarding it up I've been doing nothing but uh, <laughs> Picard stuff today. Uh, all Access should give it up. Put all the Star Trek 
on network and license it to Hulu for rebroadcasting a week after the original air date. Um, I'm hoping they eventually give it up. I still think the Picard series is, is I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to enjoy the whole thing. Ho- hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, so far, I'm liking it. But even still, even if they just... I don't think that means they're going to be able to keep it up with other series, but I think other studios can make some really good Star Trek series. So sell it. Sell it to Seth MacFarlane. Uh, put it on, you know, Picard on Hulu, or whatever you want to put it. Or just keep it so it's in your catalog because some other studio is going to come out with new Star Trek that's probably more profitable and, and, and better liked. Ah, JP, when the Orville comes back, do you think Topa will be a teenager? I think two things. I have two theories. One theory is yes, he'll be a teenager when we see him. Uh, he went from an, an infant to an eight-year-old uh, between season one and season two because they uh, evolve so qu- they age so quickly. Um one option is he'll be a teenager. The other option is uh, there won't be a Topa. The other option I'm thinking maybe is when the timeline was restored at the finale and the and the, the road not taken, that it was only like 99% restored because there's so many things that happen that are just random that you, that you can't make a decision for. Uh, even if you make a decision, it could have easily gone the other way. You could have uh, decided to go left instead of right on a whim uh, resetting a timeline isn't going to keep that going straight. So I think the timeline isn't going to be exact. We're going to see changes to the timeline when we see them, when they come back in season three. I'm pretty sure we're going to see changes that they're not aware of, but we're aware of. And I don't know if they're, you know, maybe there'll be a storyline where they, they, they're made to aware that there were some changes. I have no idea, but there's going to be some small, some changes to, you know, the uniforms will be different. Uh, Maybe some characters will be slightly different, and it's all because the timeline wasn't fully restored. You'll give Picard four more episodes? Well, I don't even know if you'll have time for that, because we got two. I bet you we only get three more, and then they take a month off, I bet. I'm, I don't know for sure. I'm just betting. I'm just guessing that we get three more episodes uh, to the middle of the season, and then they take a month off to stretch out subscriptions. Topa is named after a toothpaste. Topa is named after a Klingon idiot. Klingons call idiots Topas. Stupid Topa. <laughs> the Brown guy. Hi, JP. Just saw the second Picard episode and it was garbage. I will not watch any Kurtzman Trek production again. Yeah, if you don't like it, the Brown guy, then you shouldn't you shouldn't keep watching it. I I loved it. I absolutely loved it uh, the second episode, but I don't think people should be watching stuff they don't like. And also, you shouldn't like stuff that that you don't like. You shouldn't feel like you have to like anything. <laughs> Hi, uh, JP. What's up, uh, Dark Metamorphosis? Uh, Seth should invite the Axonar team to make a show uh, if he gets Star Trek. Yeah, he should. <laughs> he should. And also, I would like the Axonar... Well, it'd be Star Trek, because if, if, if he gets Star Trek, they can make some Star Trek stuff. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm very interested to see what Star Trek Seth MacFarlane wants to see from a new Star Trek show. Because he's going to want to do something slightly different with it. As I think you should. Do something something new, but just make sure it's based in, you know, the same... With the same, uh, you know... Comes from the same place, the same ideals that, that it was built upon. 
And then the brown guy, if, if uh, yeah, if you don't like uh, the Picard series, that means you don't care to watch it, which means you could you can watch my reviews of it and not worry about spoilers because because <laughs> you're not going to watch it anyway. But you can watch me talk about it. Come and visit me and and see if I remain uh, a fan. Because I I don't know if I'm going to remain a fan. Jonathan Frakes, Seth, please hire him. Jonathan Frakes is directing another episode of of the Orville in season three. Jonathan Frakes also stated that he would love to play a character sometime. If he ever did, he'd love to play an alien. That doesn't mean he will play anything on the show, but now that he's got his acting chops back a little bit from this Picard series, he might be more interested in showing up in front of the camera in the Orville, which would be amazing. It would be absolutely amazing if... Jonathan Frakes, besides directing an episode, which he's definitely doing this season, he might have already done it. Uh, he directs an episode every season of The Orville. I would love to see him in front of the camera. Yeah, I agree, Indy Tiger. I think All Access will fail. I feel like it, it will definitely fail. It's it's The Star Trek shows are way too expensive. They don't have enough subscribers. They don't have enough content. They need to go after some other fandoms or other types of viewers to keep it going you can't have just one fandom one type of viewer you're going for you need to they should have spread this out way before they started doing star trek get get all the all the different demographics of show that they like and then once they got the established audience and and are bringing in some money you know really you know bring out the star trek but please bring it out in a good way (laughs) not like they did with the discovery Brian Dawkins, you made it just in time to say goodbye. <laughs> of course, I, I say goodbye about five times in every stream. Yeah, from uh, 4chan leaks, wait until episode four. It's supposed to go full discovery. Well, the brown guy, I was told it was supposed to go full discovery in episode one. And when it didn't, I was told it was going to go full discovery in episode three. So now it's episode four. If it does, I'll, I'll I'll be happy to talk about it for sure. They don't get a free, they don't get a free pass. No no, CBS Trek gets a free pass. I take it for you know what I see and what I think about it when I watch it. See right there, Alexander Calder. Not all Trek. Not everybody likes all Trek, right? Doesn't mean you're not a Trekkie. Voyager was blah, so Alexander didn't like Voyager that much. But doesn't mean Alexander isn't a hardcore Trekkie. I love Voyager. Absolutely love Voyager. But hey, that I, I'm not as big of a fan of DS9. There's a different uh, series for everybody. So what makes Star Trek Star Trek? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, initially, it was meant to showcase what happens, what can happen in the future if... Uh, it came out during the Cold War. We were all on different sides, and everybody was uh, looking at each other. Like, what the show was meant to, to to break down some of those barriers and show what happens uh, when people work together and, and embrace their differences, take delight in their differences, as opposed to pointing the differences out and going, Ugh, "Your differences are gross, you stupid Russians." Uh, it's it's a utopian future. It's stray. Sometimes the you know utopian future is a utopian society is very fragile. That's why it's so special. Uh, so sometimes it's going to dip. It's going to raise up. It's going to 
you know, even out and go back and forth, but it should always at some point return because of the, the people involved, the people around it. Starfleet many times, Federation many times, uh, wanted to make a bad call or do something kind of like, huh, what? One of our captains, one of the stars of the shows, um, lead them back into the light and say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this instead. And the Federation's like, oh, man, you were right. I'm glad we listened to you in, in the end. Uh, the Federation isn't isn't evil in this new in this new series. It's still a utopian society, but they did go back on a promise to do something good. They went back on a promise when it came to those Romulans, and uh, they were under pressure from different worlds in the Federation. So they're a little bit, you know, they're they're not good. They're not bad. They're still good, but they're not doing. They're not living up to uh, the expectations, the standards they should have for themselves and hopefully Picard is going to get them to realize they need to step up they're not stepping up they need to step up hopefully Picard will do that if he doesn't do that there's no point to this series so hopefully the writers realize that Picard has to have a win a win for Picard in this in this way getting the Federation you know, locked in as living up to the ideals it was uh, built upon is a win not only for Picard, it's a win for the Star Trek franchise. It's a win for the fans. The fans need a win. When are we going to win? <laughs> Hellenistic utopianism is what Star Trek is all about. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, LaForge is alive and survived. Absolutely. All right, you guys, it's been a couple hours. Uh, oh, real quick, Russian bot is still undecided on STP, and that's fine. You don't need to be decided on it. Give it time. See what you think. Maybe you'll fall on one side or the other. It's it's up to it's it's up to you to figure it out and, and decide. And you don't have to feel like you need to fall on, on a certain side. Though I'm sure you would like to like it. It doesn't mean you are going to like it. It might not be your cup of tea, Earl Grey hot. What's up, Archmage Frey? All right, you guys. If we're going to end this stream. We're going to end it right. Space, the final frontier. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Okay, that's it. That's all I wanted to hang out and talk about uh, with you guys tonight. And we talked about it. And we're going to continue the conversation tomorrow on Twitch. At 4 p.m. Eastern, you can click on the link below and follow me on Twitch, and we're going to hang out tomorrow and just chat about all the stuff we want to chat about and get all crazy. Maybe, you know, I'll bring some hot dogs. You guys like hot dogs? Maybe I'll bring some hot dogs, and we'll hang out and have a good time. Uh, if you want to help support the channel, Brian Hughes, thank you so much. Oh, oh, oh this is going to be fun. This is, this is going to be a new fun thing. Thank you. You helped me pay the rent. I appreciate that. Rent is due on Saturday. And if you want to help the channel, click on anything down there that you feel like, feel like clicking on, and it helps Egotastic Fun Time take over the world. Because we're going to rule this place someday. And it's not going to be a utopian future. It's going to be a egotastic dictatorship, you guys. And by dictators, I mean taters made of dicks. I'll see you very soon. And as always, I hope all your times are egotastic fun times. Love you. Bye-bye. Egotastic fun time. We're going to have a great time. Egotastic fun time. Give me all your money. 
Give him all your money. You will find Shut up, money. Wesley. Just give me money. I love money. Give him all your 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 money. See me ask and suck my balls.